For NPR Music, you're connected to All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan with the most striking song I've heard in 2022. It's from Regina Spector. The New York singer's been a favorite of mine since I first heard her song, Samson, back in 2002. This song, Up the Mountain, produced with John Congleton, is not only thought-provoking, but a sonic thrill. Up the Mountain was kind of one of those songs that even as I was writing it, I knew that it would fall under this small category of my songs that I can't really play by myself in a room. Most of my songs I can sort of go to a corner of a room and sit at a piano and play. And then I have these few songs that they need so much to sort of be themselves in the world and to really explain who they are in the world, that they, they're they not really piano songs. They're just, they might have a little bit of piano in them, but they're just these other beings and playing it just on solo piano sort of almost destroys something in them. So when we worked on this song, recording it, even though all the all the songs on the record were completed before COVID, we were due to start recording right as COVID hit, actually. But they took on this kind of a pen pal thing with John Congleton, who was on the one coast, he was in California, and I was in New York on the other coast. And so we were sort of pen pal sending things to each other and kind of getting influenced by each other. And the things that John would send me for the song were just amazing. And they would really inspire me. And then I would layer certain little harmonies or do uh, different passes on it. And that's kind of how it got built up. But then when this really cool arrangement that was really just samples that John built for it, when it got transferred to the orchestra, and that was done by Jarek Bischoff, uh, who did the arrangements, it took on this very James Bond quality, which I really loved. And so this orchestra, with the dynamics that they were using and the instrumentation of going really strings and horns, became very sort of, you know, noiry, thrillery, which I really loved. The only other thing I could mention about the song is that for a long time before I wrote it, it really came to me as a tiny little rhythm that would just haunt my daily life. I would walk around the city. I would just have, you know, and I'd be cooking eggs or something, and it would just be like, you know, and I would just move to that rhythm. And I had this tiny little rhythm just basically possess my life for a little bit. And no other words or chords except a little bit of that piano part would just kind of be in there. And kind of, yeah, I guess, yeah, like a haunting or possession is a good way of describing it, but a friendly haunting. So I was just really, really happy that I got to turn that little rhythmic possession into a, a little song. In the ocean, there's a mountain. On the mountain, there's a forest. In the forest, 
In the forest, there's a garden. 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 Gotta get in there, 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 gotta get in there. In the garden, there's a flower. In the garden, there's a flower. In the garden, there's a flower. Not. 
Regina Spector. Wow. That song's Up the Mountain. It's from her eighth album, Home, Before and After, and that comes out on June 24th. And there's a beautiful lyric video for Up the Mountain that I'll post on the All Songs Considered site. Rachel Bobbitt is a Canadian-based artist who found an audience doing cover songs of Leonard Cohen, Frank Ocean, Boney Vare. She did all that on Vine, for those who can remember that video site. She has a striking new song of her own. It's called More, and the lyrics for this song feel particularly poignant given the recent news here in the U.S. Here's Rachel Bobbitt to take us to the song More. The working title for More was actually More slash Body um, because the song has so much to do with my body and my experiences in this body um, and navigating the medical system as a woman Um, A lot of women I've talked to have had really similar stories of having their pain be dismissed as cyclical and inevitable, which is just a really isolating experience. Uh, And it was also inspired by experiences I've had with previous partners surrounding children and pregnancy and what that would and could look like in a relationship and just leaving those conversations feeling really disrespected and very helpless and feeling like my body is not my own.
Now to South Africa and the entrancing music of Shane Cooper and Mabuta. The instrumental track has a curious title. It's called Finish the Sun. And from Johannesburg, here's Shane Cooper with some insight into the song and its title. While I was writing the music for this album, I had rediscovered my love for the electric guitar. I'm known first and foremost as a bass player, and I hadn't really played guitar in years. But in 2019, I went and bought myself an electric guitar. And during the course of 2020 and 2021, I would start each morning with a cup of coffee and the guitar. This was really a critical part of the writing process because it felt like I was just playing freely. I had no pressure. It's not my first instrument. There's no expectation of me to play a certain level or way. So my hands would just flow and I'd stumble upon things I really liked and then I'd loop them and ultimately choose ones to develop further. The guitar riff for Finish the Sun happened just like this. It was a sunny morning in Joburg. I had my cup of coffee, had my guitar in my lap. And I just started moving my hands and things started to flow. And eventually I locked into that little pattern. And I remember just looping it for ages going, mm, this feels good. I want to develop this into a song. At the same time, I had this title for the album, Finish the Sun. That phrase came from an experience a few years ago. I was at a rehearsal with a collab band. We were taking a break outside. It was autumn. The sun was about to set behind some tall buildings. And someone suggested we go inside to continue our rehearsal. And I said, wait, let's first finish the sun. And that became a kind of mantra for me. And so while I was developing this song, I realized it kind of spoke to that feeling. And I wanted to create all of these parts that were kind of layered and would come in and out of focus and dance with each other and just create a feeling for the length of the track rather than a verse chorus bridge kind of arrangement. So I wanted to convey that emotion and that sentiment. <laughs> Thank you. 
Jane Cooper and Mabuta. The song is the title track to their album, Finish the Sun, which is out Friday, May 13th. It's break time, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm, the 2022 lead sponsor of NPR Music. For the past three years, State Farm has supported the Tiny Desk Contest, NPR Music's call to musicians to submit their video of an original song. Songs can be from any genre, and artists can get creative. They just need to have a desk somewhere in the frame. Entries have featured surprises like cello paired with an electric guitar or a song performed at a lemonade stand, and it pays to catch the judge's attention. The winner gets to perform their very own Tiny Desk Concert. State Farm is proud to support the contest, entered by thousands of musicians and bands, giving listeners the chance to discover new artists and genres. Explore entries at tinydeskcontest.npr.org and keep the discovery going when you check out State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Last month, I played music by the artist known as Florist. It's an ethereal album I can't stop listening to. Then I heard this new album from Tomberlin, and these two records kind of felt like soulmates. They're intimate, but with atmospheric sounds to complement the music and the lyrics. And it turns out that there are some commonalities between these two records beyond the thoughtful, introspective songs. Both albums are produced by Phil Weinrobe, who's worked on solo albums by Big Thies, Adrian Lenker, and Buck Meek, And both albums have contributions from Felix Walworth, known for their project Told Slant. All that to say, Tomberlin's talents shine on this stunning album, which is ironically called I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This. Here's Tomberlin to introduce us to the title track shortened to the initials I-D-K-W-N-T-H-T. I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This came together kind of in a very kismet way. Um, It originally wasn't going to be on the record. It was a song that I had forgotten that I had written. And the day before we started recording in the studio, I was just going through my old voice memos on my phone, which is how I record my demos of my songs or song ideas. And this one wasn't titled, but I just hit play and then kind of realized, oh, maybe this is a song for the record, actually, last minute. And I brought it in to Philip and Felix, who were kind of the main crew working on the record with me, and they were like, yeah, we should start with this. So then we had Stuart Bogey, a legendary sax uh, player of New York, come in and play on it. It was just a really beautiful, magic moment, uh, the whole process. And then there's some sentimental uh, additions that were added. Uh, There's some old home video recordings of my Mima talking to my cousin Chandler as a baby at the beginning. At the end of the track, it's my cousin Crystal saying, enough with the noises. And I kind of felt like that was actually a perfect way to end the record, just whatever the duality of noise (laughs) that there should be enough of either like internal dialogue or or the music itself or anything just to remember to be in the moment or with yourself or to turn on to a new page enough with the noise. Thank you. 
Berlin, and the title track to her album, I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This. That beautiful record is out on Saddle Creek. There's new music from the Scottish singer Catherine Joseph that on the face of it seems calming, but the lyrical content is brimming with indignation. Here's Catherine Joseph to introduce us to her song, The Burning of Us All. It's the first song I wrote for my new record, For You Who Are the Wronged and the first song that I've written on keyboard instead of piano. It's for and about um, humans that I love that are surviving abusive situations and that feeling of how proud I am of them and how strong they are. Loman Campbell produced it and the noises that he's made on it are my favourite parts of all. Mm -hmm. 
That's Catherine Joseph. The song, The Burning of Us All, is from her new record, For You Who Are the Wronged. And I'll take us out on the high energy of Stella Donnelly. The Australian artist is putting out her second album. And as with so many artists fortunate to have their health and time to work on their craft over the past few years, Stella Donnelly has been experimenting with her sound and her songwriting. Lungs is the first song we get to hear from an album called Flood, which is out August 26th on Secretly Canadian. Here's Stella Donnelly with insight into her past few years of growth and looking forward to touring again this coming September. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. I have never worked harder on a song than I have with this one. It's very different from anything I've ever written and it's very different from most of the other songs on the record as well. I wrote this song to lean forward. I wrote this song to create movement within myself. I started imagining myself on stage again, which is something I hadn't really done during lockdown. I I was kind of picturing my songs being played in a very stationary living room. (laughs) But in this case, the world was beginning to open up and I had to start thinking about how I was gonna convey my music in a live setting. So this song kind of started out for that reason. When it got to the lyrical content, I started placing myself as a child living in the city limits of suburbia. And this child was experiencing classism for the first time without being able to put a name to it, really. It was watching people treat their parents in a different way and trying to make sense of that. I very much got to throw myself around a lot more lyrically on this song because I played it from the child's perspective. Um, You can get away with a lot more when you have that innocence. I hope the song makes sense to you. It barely makes sense to me, but I'm very glad I've put it out. I hope you enjoy it. This is Lungs. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh,